What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 248. We're back. We're back. Just like the poltergeist, we're back. After a two-week hiatus, I know you missed us. We missed you, too, quite frankly. We missed you, too, but uh, it's the end of the summer. It's Labor Day. We needed some time off. We had some family business to take care of. And uh, why am I explaining to you? I mean, you're here. We're here. We're ready to do this thing. Well, now I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene. There is absolutely no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I am good. And it's damn good to be back with my family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, who do I go to? What expert do I trust other than my favorite director, who happens to be my favorite brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house? What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, there is nobody I trust more than the man they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply refer to him as the good Reverend Dr. Powell. Bishop Powell is in the house. What's going on, DP? <laughs> Everything is good. Always good to be the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, let me get the audience some background because apparently they don't know what's going on. They don't know why you've suddenly become a man of the cloth. Uh, the good Reverend Doctor, the right Reverend uh, Derek Powell or Bishop Powell, as, as his parishioners call him. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, we uh, as a family, again, have, have, have su- suffered the tragedy of loss. Uh, and it has been a ridiculous, a ridiculous year of loss for us over this past uh, um, 18 months. Um, but uh, Father Time uh, has reached us once again. And one of our family members was called home. Uh, my Uncle Thurman. Thurman Harry Powell, shout out to him. Uh, rest in power, Uncle Thurman. Um, and Uncle Thurman is, is obviously uh, Keith and Derek's father. And we had to lay him to rest over this last couple of weeks. So that explains why we're gone. Now, I know all the audience feels bad saying, oh, man, I miss my podcast. I don't know why they're not working. Now, you know, that's the reason. Um, but we had an interesting event as is only a funeral for my colorful uncle could be uh, the pastor that was scheduled to to speak for some reason was a no-show um and so in his absence in his absence bishop powell (laughs) dr reverend Derek powell stepped up and was the uh i guess the mc of this this event uh was the he 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 conducted the funeral better than any I have been to. And I'm not saying this is a no, joke. I'm saying it was conducted better than any I've true. been to. Uh, and in and, and years, uh, he spoke from the heart. He spoke truth. And, it was uh, funny. It, he was, it was it funny. Was enlightening. It was. And it was, uplifting. It was great. It, it was, it, it was just. You. It was great. I was, I was listening to it and I was thinking. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so but he, he was great simple as that he was just great oh uh, yes he did hold, what, he held it down he held it down definitely you know what's you know what's amazing man um when you 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 look out there and and you see family who you have been with your entire lives and that's that's your strength and your courage, you know, right there. Um, I played in a lot of basketball games, and I, I had some cats on the wing. If I'm in the middle, um, you know, you give them one bounce, man, they flying. You know, it's, it's it's a bucket, and that was easy, you know. But this is easy because of you guys, you know. When you got the uh, the Marks, the Tonys, the Keiths, the Kwamis, you know, right there, dead on. You you can't. I can't lose. I, I couldn't lose. And you guys just made it so easy because basically when we're telling our story, everybody's got the same story about my father because my father is who he was. You know, he's going to live things. He's going to do it his way and you can kiss his booty and do whatever you need to do. But this is how it's going to be. And everybody had one of those stories, but it was a different time and place that it took place. That's the part that was like amazing, because if you knew him, 
and you heard the stories, you was like, it was dead on. So it just made it that much simpler with you guys. And uh, for the audience, um, you don't really know me the way you should, you know, but uh, I'm, about <laughs> that. I'm about this money. And uh, it was dollars and cents was on the line. And I said, there's no way that we're going to do this again come tomorrow, you know, because we had to go about an hour, 45, two hours away from Brooklyn to Calvinton, Long Island, which is on the borderline of Riverhead, because my dad had the military ceremonial burial and you got to get there. And if you don't, you know, they, they turn that around. ass around and, you know, people got to go to school and work the next day. We had the road. So I'm not paying no more overtime because, you know, when you look at them itemized bills, they got overtime. I'm like, how you going to get overtime? We ain't even working yet. You know, they got overtime in the bill. So I'm like, we can't do it again. So that was one reason why I knew we had to get it done and get it done uh, last Wednesday. So I thank you guys because you guys made it really, really easy for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, as I said, uh, um, my uncle uh, is a, char- a colorful character, and 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 his honesty is something I aspire to. Uh, uh, I would love to have that one day in my life. I do, I, and, and, I, and I and I and I think maybe you know some people get tattoos. I think I'm just going to channel my energy towards being that level of frank this year. I don't not know. Not at home. No, 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 you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But, no, no, but no, 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 uh, no. everywhere else, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice and see where it's where, where uh, You don't want to roll those dice. You don't want to roll yeah, those if dice. If you can get 2% of that, that'd be a hell of a lot. Yes. <laughs> be happy with that. And 2% may get you hit. So I would, you don't want to channel That's just too much. Like some people like don't want to, you know, that's just too much fire. So 2%, maybe 1.5% if things, you know, really go well. You pull that off, but you better be also have your exit your 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 exits uh, lined up. Like you know, if you say something, yeah, be able to run or drive your ass out of there quickly because <laughs> it may not go well. Because he would say something, and he wasn't even like I'm not like I'm not backing down. I'm not running out. There's there's no there was no back down. There was no he he didn't have the back down. Like the reason nope. probably talked about that joke about the back down with Jim Brown. Right. I don't think my uncle Thurman ever had a back down. I don't think he was. Not that I know of. He was he was fearless, which we all you know admire and, and would love to aspire to. But there's no way in the world I could say half the things I I think about. I would love to say, but I would never say it. It was just like I no. can't. That's just too you, much heat. Now, if you you remember the story I told where where I go to his crib, man, and if I had any heart when I opened the door, I, I should have said. Yo, yo, what you, what you doing here, man? And just my my shock of him being in that apartment that time, and I knew he wasn't supposed to, and I was supposed to get my dough and go. And his look was like I said that day, nigga, I live here, you know. And that was that look. <laughs> and I, I mean, I cl- and I'm I was either eighteen or two days from it, and I ain't say nothing. I just like, man, your, your whole my whole plan changed when I saw him standing there. My whole, whatever I thought I was going to do right away went out the window with his look. And I know he he felt it. Like, yes, yeah, nigga thought I wasn't going to be here, but I'm here. What's up? Now what's up? I know you had stuff, but now what's up? And that was the look. I'm telling you, I, I didn't say nothing. I was very, very humble. I was very humble. So my advice, supervisor, if you want to continue supervising, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You know, don't do that. Put it this way. I think you had an issue with the hot sauce or the tomato or the ketchup in the refrigerator. Don't even bring that up. Act like you ain't say nothing. Because I'm telling you, it's going to go bad. It's going to go bad. No, listen, I'm well aware. I can't say what I want to say at home. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in the street. No, 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 no. That's no, ass no. whooping. That's <laughs> ass whooping. All right. I got to do it somewhere. Like I, I do somewhere. Do it yeah, in, like in the bathroom and shower by yourself. <laughs> in your dream, you can be as bold as you want to be, but not in real life. Right. Not unless you're Uncle Thurman. Now, like I like I tell you guys, when we had met on that on um, Marcus Garvey and Decatur, when I when I got into the car, as Dirk said, he had that look. But once he, he started going in on me, it was like something took over, and I like just flipped it back on him. And he, then he like gave me this look like. Like you arrived now, okay? You here, okay? It was, it was no more to say after that. 
But as Dirk said, he always had this, no matter who you was, if he liked you, he liked you. If he didn't like you, you still going to get the same business either way. It didn't no. matter. He didn't discriminate. He didn't discriminate. I was telling uh, my, my brother, he went up and told a story, which I, I enjoyed. And I was telling my nephew, because we rolled out to the uh, to the burial site. I said, the reason I call my nephew, my nephew, instead of you know, Matt, half the time I call him. Uh, when I see Matt, the first thing I always say, hey there, nephew. That's uh, just do the same cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. just quoting. I'm just, I said, I told him. That's, and I remember I said, there was a time, I told Matt the story. I said, there was a time when I was younger that he scared me. I mean, the reason he scared me because he's he has a he had a, a rough voice, like it was a, mm-hmm. a gravelly voice. And as a little kid, that's scary. But I remember <laughs> one time, I'll never forget this. He came over to we living in living in Linden Plaza, and he came over, and Anthony, that was his guy. So Anthony came over and he was always like, Why is he, you know, he was, you know, Anthony just loved him and he scared me, so therefore I was kind of mean to him. And he I remember he took me in the back bedroom. And he asked me, like, why am I mean to him? And I, and I told Matt this. I don't know what he said, but from that moment on, we were always cool. And he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't he, but he wasn't, he, he wasn't like yelling at me. He just said something to me that that made me at ease. Because what scared me about him was, wasn't that he was mean to me. He wasn't, never mean the to voice. us. I mean, yeah. at all. I mean, not a, a lick. But the voice is gravelly. It was funny because I was talking to uh, one of his, I guess, sons in, in, in another form. Alex and he said, "Yeah, when I first met him, the same thing. I felt that's what scared you. You hear, you're a little kid. You hear this gravelly voice, and it's scary to a kid. At least it was to me, and, and apparently to Alex. Alex, yeah. And and whatever he said to me in that bedroom from that moment on, it was, it was like a life. was like, oh man, I missed out all and all this, you know, Anthony love for all these years because <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, he would come over. I remember he gave him, he would give him money. He came, he came. From I remember his first." Um, I guess not a sport coat. Uh, the coat took over. It was, uh, over it was the overcoat. Yeah, it was yeah. overcoat. Yeah. I mean, it was blue. It was blue. I think if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, "This guy's scary," but that guy, that guy was something else. And that, mm-hmm. that's who he was. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to make this show a a, a a second memorial, but yeah, he was just he was. Uh, if he had it, and you needed it, you then had you it. had it. Definitely, uh, he he would certainly give it, and you know, um, uh. Yeah, he could be he could be gruff. He could say some things that you know. I, that was the thing that as when I was really small, that, that I just it, I you know, and I guess maybe that's that's just my personality, my makeup. If something something happens and it's funny to me, I can't help it. I'm you know I'm chuckling and uh, watching him sometimes just go off and and <laughs> and use every variation of the F word you can imagine. Whereas you did not know they exist, right? He was, he was crea- I mean, you know, they pay rappers for that kind of creativity. He could have been, you know, he could have been, you know, Biggie before Biggie was around. I mean, with the way he was using it, I was like, yo, the way he's dropping these, 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 these F bombs, you know, I'm like, I was, I was in awe. It was a lot, you know, and, and as I said, because he had no filter, it wasn't like anybody couldn't get it. Everybody could get it. So, uh, you know, for me, he, as I said, uh, you know, he he was my guy. Um, you know, I I have, you know, there's no, <laughs> I think you said it, Derek. There's no slight to all our other uncles. Um, that, that was funny uh, as hell when he said that, though. Yeah, there's no slight to all our other uncles, and 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 my mother is one of 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 ten, so I have a bunch. We. You know, Mark and I, you know, collectively have a, a boatload of uncles, but but uh, he was my guy. He was my uncle. Um, you know, uh, he was he was he was, you know, if, if I had to list them all, he's top of my list. And so for me, you know, I mean, I know for you guys, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's hard. Uh, but as he told me, you know, I, I was his third son. I was, you know, it was his it was other my child. three sons. Remember, yeah. my three yep. sons. So um, before Mark that, came along, before Mark came along, yeah, you know, but but he got Mark. Mark was being cool. I, I could, you know, we'll talk about why why he had a hard time with Mark off the air, but because uh, Mark Mark you talking about he, on air? I, I, no, no, no. I, we're talking. No, I'm perfectly fine with it. No, no, we'll, we'll save it for let's save hmm. it for a rainy day. Uh, yeah. Save it for another time. You know, as I said, you know, he's because he, he if you was, talk about that, there's at least one other person in this podcast who feels the exact same way. <laughs> who? Who? Uh, oh, no, 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 no! It's, it's not. No, it's that's not. It's not. That's not even the event I'm talking about. That's another oh. another event. That's okay. Another I'm, 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 I'm curious to know what this is. 
Oh yeah, I, I'll share. I'll definitely share it. But uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> the other person on this podcast is, is I, you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I, you know, rest in peace, Uncle Thurman. Let, let, let these guys get me out here, baby. Um, uh, you know, as I said, we were talking about guys with you know to get the gab in their mouths, you know, and 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 saying what's on their minds. You know, there's another guy that uh, I think channeled some of my uncle's energy this past weekend. Deion Sanders, prime time, Coach Prime. Coach Prime, the head coach of the Colorado University Buffaloes, uh, a team that had won, what, one game last year? Yep. Are now 2-0, and 2-0. And and in decisive fashion, I, I, I might add, uh, they, they played, uh, I guess, ranked uh, TCU, the team that was in the, um, Championship in game the last college year. Uh, final Championship game. Uh, last year. Yeah. Championship game. And they they beat the hell out of Nebraska this past weekend. Um, and Coach Prime, uh, I'm going to say this. I think, you know, everybody's talking about the impact. But I think this is a seismic shift in college football, uh, you know, in college sports in general, but college football specifically. Uh, and that shift is, you know, for years, guys like Nick Saban, you know, what's the guy down in Georgia? Uh, what's, I forget his name. Uh, those guys were able to recruit. Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Recruit, yeah, Kirby Smart in Georgia and other and others, among others. Urban Myers, all these type guys were able to recruit top uh, five, blue chip, top 300 um, uh, high school athletes to come to their universities. And, you know, if you're some 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 student, you know, from from Possum Dick, Georgia, and you want a chance to play big time football, you know, it, the the call, the siren call of these guys is amazing. They had the money. They had the boosters. They had everything they, they needed to get you there, whether you got an education or not. So here you have. Uh, but none of these guys are like, you know, uh, Deion Sanders. They don't have the swag. They don't have the cool. Deion Sanders is cool. I mean, you know, I wish I knew Deion to hang out with Deion. He's cool like that. And if I'm a college, if I'm a high school athlete and I play, happen to play football at a high level and all these coaches are calling me or writing me letters or ringing up, blowing up my phone, I'm sorry. I'm going to Colorado. Definitely. I'm going mile high. I want to be with Coach Prime. If I'm a defensive back, we talked about this before on the podcast. If I play uh, defensive back at all, I'm going there. There's nowhere um, else to go. There's nowhere else to go. There's nobody else you need to play for. And I think you're going to start to see, uh, not this, this year was an interesting experiment with the, with the transfer portal. A lot of athletes, you know, have the ability now to transfer uh, from one school to another. But I think next year, I don't care what their record is. If they if they finish with a winning record, eight and three, eight and four, um, next year, all the blue chippers are going to Colorado, and they should. And I and I, I not saying that he could he shouldn't have done that for the for the Jackson States of the world, the HBCUs of the world. But there's a reality is, and that reality is that right now, um, unless you can get a program like a Jackson state and they ha they don't, they still don't have the financials or the facilities. Uh, I think Mark, you were talking about Howard, how they just now finished the project. They started <laughs> when you were in school. Yeah. they were, yeah. <laughs> Adam project, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, you know, so that's what I'm saying. So you're not going to get those, that, that level of facility that you need, even though if you had the athletes, theoretically, you should be able to develop those programs. But I'm glad that uh, Prime is doing what he's doing. I'm glad he's 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 unapologetic with the swag and the talk and the demanding of uh, his players of the same high level, high caliber of 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 excellence that he uh, is known for. And I'm glad that he is now going to make these people have to kiss the ring at some point. No, well, Anthony, you, you're right on point with that. You think when, when he first got the job, how many of the kids in Colorado actually left the school? Well, he kicked them no out. Joke. He didn't leave. He kicked them well, out. Well, a lot of them kicked out, red shirt. <laughs> well, they wasn't there no more. No, no, he did. And, he did what a lot of coaches do. He didn't do anything crazy. A lot of those coaches do that. They come in, new coach, and those contract, those 
those scholarships are not as they're four years were sort of like the football contract is a four-year contract. It's an asterisk. You, they're really year-to-year on a four-year basis. Right. right. But a lot of them kid, but some of them left too. But to yeah. bring in his own group and um, the announcers and everybody saying Colorado's not going to be nothing this year, you know, they're just going to be hanging around. And when you upset TCU, then you bust the Nebraska ass. Mm-hmm. Or you made a firm statement to everybody, you're not coming. We're here now. We're just going to get better as time go on. And you, you could tell from when he left Jackson State, they still winning. So he has, as you say, he has this gold shield around him, and he's doing very well with, with the kids he mentor, with the people that work with him, and in making these kids solid individuals. You can't answer them more than that. And then, like you said, there'll be a lot of kids coming out to Colorado. It'll be a little cold. But they yeah, gonna have them sheepskin coats on like they used to do back in the day when we were growing that's on. That's right. And the Timberland boots on. Oh, they'd be well prepared, definitely. It is. It, yeah. it would be an honor to play for that guy. That guy, his motivation alone has you thinking you could run through a wall to get the ball and score a touchdown, man. That that's what he does for you. He supports his players. I sent you guys. I just texted to you. His security. Y'all see the, t- the T-shirts that the yeah, walk around? Yeah. F-, F around if you want to, you know. And, and that's Dion. That's Dion all day. You know, you you, you want to try? You want to try us? We here. And one thing he was saying um, when he kept saying that we coming, he says we coming, but don't let me get comfortable. Because if I get comfortable, you got a real problem out of me. And when you look at that stadium sold out, and I was reading an article where they took a chance on him with what they signed him for, and they didn't have the money. But after selling out, oh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get his bag. And, uh, you know, uh, the only thing he needs to do, and, of course, Eddie Kane picked up on this because it was a clip, he may have to speak to the baby mama. You know, she got some air time, and I think she's overstepping her boundaries. <laughs> Just a little bit. You know, she's, you know, she's cute. You know, she's got the low cut, cut up Colorado t-shirt and she talking about her sons, but you ain't coaching them boys. Come on now. Them, they aren't kids, but they gave us some air time. He going to have to do her the way LeBron did his mama. Look, we getting paid. You need to sit down, keep your mouth closed and put on a a, a full length long sleeve t shirt. You don't need your boobies pop falling out in front of the camera. Get that boy's mouth. <laughs> Damn it. You know, but I am so happy for, for Prime. Get the Delante. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, Anthony. That's cold. That's cold. I'm so proud of what he's doing in Colorado. And I can't wait for him to play USC. He ain't got to win, but they got to show up. And hold their ground, and that, and then after that, I, I def, I'm, I'm going out to get a Colorado T-shirt. That's for sure. Well, I think it's uh, my brother said earlier. It can only happen at a at a school like a Colorado, one of the big power conference schools. It wouldn't it would have never happened at an HBCU for the simple fact of the HBCU still operate on the premise that they're academic ex- institutions that happen to play some sports versus some of these big schools that are you know, um, sports team that have to do some academics. So because HBCUs understand the, the basic tenets that while it's nice if one of our guys go to the NFL or NBA or wherever, majority of you guys have to get real jobs in real situations. That's, just, that's the thing that they always sell. I mean, I remember when I was there in school and, I mean, there was a guy, um, Jay Walker, who was, he actually does uh, uh, college football for ESPN. He was a big time prospect, played for the Minnesota Vikings. We're happy he got drafted, but that's not how we view it there. It's like, listen, it's nice you can play a sport, especially if you can go to school for free. I mean, that, that's a nice little bonus. But really, you need to go here and get your education, go to class, because you're going to have to become a manager at Company X or owner of Company Y. You can't rely and hope that you're going to be playing in the league because it just doesn't happen. The percentage of people playing the league is so small that it's crazy. And I'm pretty sure when Dion tells these kids, listen, I can get you here and I, I you can go to school, but don't think I'm guaranteeing you a trip to the NFL. I may, you know, you may play here, but if you, if you're here for three years, four years, and you don't go to class, you won't be on the team. 
But if you got to go to class, you got to get an education because you may not make it. I mean, this what's that? Maybe two percent of all the college, you know, football players and or basketball players make the high level. I think you and told it, me one time, uh, Mark. I mean, to cut you off, uh, one time you told me uh, about a camp that you were at, and Dr. J was there. And I, rem- I remember this quote, and I and I, I've said this quote to to other kids. Uh, Dr. J apparently asked. You know, this is like a big time oh, yes. uh, basketball camp. camp. Yeah, it was Villanova. It was uh, Raleigh Messamino, the Villanova camp. I went. We went there, sleepaway camp. Yep. And he said, "How many of you guys are going to the NBA?" You know, this is a big time basketball camp. Raleigh Massimino was yeah. you know, coach of Villanova, big time. Just they won just won the championship. So this is big time. So every ball player there, just like the Bob McKillop camp out there in Long Island. Yeah. Uh, uh, all these kids up. think, huh? Don't ever bring yeah. that. Up again. <laughs> all the kids there, Stomach you know, uh, right thinking now. that. They're going to be big-time ballers. They just believe it. And Dr. J said, how many? Raise your hand. Keep them up. And he told them, none of you are going. Oh, get out of here, Dr. J. You crazy, Dr. J. You crazy. Nah, man, I'm going. I'm going. And he said, the odds of going to the NBA are one in one million. 300 players in the NBA, 300 million people in America. I don't see a million people here. So ain't none of y'all going. No, now, you know, maybe somebody there from that particular camp did go. But the, the reality is, as he said, it's one in a million. If, if, there's, if there's uh eight high school seniors or eight high school seniors right now from New York City who are going to a big time program. Right. There's eight million people here. Uh, all the kids that play high school basketball, all the kids that play um, uh, high school basketball at a high level. Only eight mm-hmm. in the city of New York have a shot of making the NBA. Even more like an example of that, how how crazy it is. We just watched, and we've seen a couple of times, watch Hard Knocks. And one of the things that Hard Knocks always puts in crystal clear uh, form is uh, is the cut day. So yeah, usually like, I think uh, in camp, you usually like 70-something guys, 80-something guys. So say it's 75 guys. I think it's 53-man roster. Say you're 75 guys. And for the first time in 23 guys' lives, usually they're told no. Now, think about it. These guys have gone through Pee Wee and this. They've been and, the and best in their neighborhood, best in their Every single school, place they've been, they've been the been one. And then now suddenly they get to, they on the, the cusp of making it to the pros, and they say, listen, you're not it. For the first your time, they've been told ended. no. It's, right. And your dream is over at, not at, I'm 54. Your dream is over at 23. Mm-hmm. Now go get a job. I hope you paid attention. You know, maybe you can. I mean, seeing obviously some catch on, but a lot of those guys, when they talk, when they're cut, that is it. So now they got to go find a real job and earn real money because at twenty three, if somebody told you, you, you know, your dream is over, your career is over, you'd be like, "What? What am I going to do?" And that's the reality. But that you just don't make it. So Dion is probably telling these guys, "I could teach you technique, blah blah blah. I could teach you all this stuff, and it doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. You could be the, I mean, you could be the best of everything." And blow out your knee and never be heard from again. Mm-hmm. I exactly. remember um, my brother Good told kid. me a story when um, he played against Dirk Harper, if I'm correct, Dirk, right? Yep. And Dirk yep. Harper was doing stuff out there that Dirk yep. said he ain't never seen before. Yep. He knew right then he needed his education because he know the chances of making it to the NBA, as we've been talking about, was slim. Derek, Harper, hopefully- is, Derek Harper is the reason I got my college degree. And Derek Harper had to make it because you couldn't have been a teacher. That boy started too much. No, he no, had let me to make something it. to you. We went out to the University of Illinois. This is a six-four point guard. I'm six feet. This cat did a couple of moves. I knew right there I need to get back to school and see my English teacher. <laughs> when we got back, because they killed us like by 48. They killed us. They killed us. They killed us. So I got back in and I remember asking the teacher what I got to do to get, you know, to get on track. She says, the first thing you need to do, son, is come. And then we can work out from there. And, and, and that's what I did, man. And I'm going to give you another story about a player that we know, Rick Mahorn. I'm out of college, about 22, 23. Rick Mahorn, we know him to be a bruiser. Nah, nah. We playing in the, I'm playing against Rick Mahorn in the pro league, right? I see him coming to the gym, and I'm like, okay, I know I can't drive today. I'll be shooting nothing but jumpers. And I said, we'll be okay on the, uh, you know, on the defensive end because he ain't doing too much. Let me tell you something. 
that cat got some offense that I ain't never see him do one time in the goddamn NBA. That's how I knew then the NBA is that strong where this guy had to put his offensive repertoire on hold and focus on defense. You know, this guy can put it on the floor. He can shoot the mid-range. He can post you up, turn around off the glass. And you know how, you know, the kids say this is easy work. That was easy. And the cat didn't work up a sweat. And it was like a summer run for him. He happened to probably be in New York, probably shooting a commercial, heard about some run and bust our ass. And this is stuff you never got to see him do on TV. You saw him rebound, make his layups, get physical. But let me tell you something. That cat had some offense, man. He had some goddamn offense. That just let me know then that that NBA level, that NFL level, it's, it's we ain't there. And we ain't getting there. Like Mark said, get a job. Get a job. Be their agent. Be their agent. Yeah, that's not, that's uh, not clear for us. I'm glad you said mentioned uh, Rick Mahorn and his game because somebody was talking about Pat Beverly. I'm, I'm not sure whether it was – maybe it was a podcast. Maybe it was uh, Stephen Jackson's podcast. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was talking about uh, Pat Beverly. And everybody knows Pat Beverly is pesky, you know, defensive-minded guy. But Pat Beverly was averaging like some like some ridiculous 25, 30 some odd points a game in college. And then he realized that when he got to the NBA, that in order to stick, he was going to have to, you know, find something to do, play defense. That was the way he was going to stick, just as you described Rick Rick Mahorn. All of these guys, you know, uh, there's a there's a a great series. I'm not sure. uh, I think it's on TikTok. And I forget the player, man. He used to play for Boston. The scrub played for Boston. Big white guy. Scalabrini. Scalabrini. You brought, yeah, yeah, Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, and Brian Scalabrini that he puts a challenge out to, like, the average Joe. You know, you know, I'll, I'll play you one-on-one. And he's destroyed. Like, 40-year-old Brian Scalabrini yes. is out there destroying these Division One athletes and these guys, you know, who, who are the best in their neighborhoods. They, they, they send a videotape. He watches the tape and he invites them on and they just play one-on-one and he's busting their ass. And Brian Scalabrini averaged what, like two or three points a game for Maybe. his career. Mm-hmm. So that's what people don't realize. There are levels. The, the, levels. the, the best guy, the, 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 the last guy on the bench oh, in good. the NBA Real is a professional basketball player. Yes. Yeah. His checks is NBA. Yep. You know, so yeah, that that's that's it. Def, definitely, you know, I mean, there there is a, it is a very very small fraternity, and it's hard to get there. And for some idiots like Kevin Porter, it may be hard to stay there. Kevin Kevin Porter Junior. Yeah. Uh, apparently is uh, auditioning for the MMA. But he's actually <laughs> fighting in the bitch club because uh, he decided to put his hands on oh, his Ray woman. Rice. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know Ray Rice type. You know, and he don't have no excuse. Ray Rice, you know, you can say you can chalk it up to the CTE, but uh, yeah, you know Kevin Porter. Apparently, this is not Ooh. the first time he's laid hands on a woman. And uh, yeah, he's he's uh, done. Yeah, he's got to be done. Yeah, and I don't feel bad for him. It, it happened in New York um, where um, he goes out. His lady's in the hotel, and the reports are is that I guess she locked him out. You know how you put the I guess the double lock on it, so he put his key in. It didn't work. Whatever he gets, he gets management shows his ID. They let him in, and the next thing you know, man, the girl got a cut on her face. They call the police. Strangulation marks around her neck. Strangulations around her neck. Turner. What is the the guy from Charlotte just did this, man? Bridges. Remember Bridges last year? He missed the whole season, and I'm like. I don't know what that cat was thinking about. You know, if she locked you out, he got money. Get another room. Get another room. Once you get inside, go to bed. It's nothing that that lady should be able to do to walk you to want to put hands on her. Now he got to do the perk walk. He got the bracelets on behind his back. So, you know, now once Adam Silver and the Rockets get into it and they show, and this is what, you know, it's bad. She's a, she's a fair-skinned sister. So you know that bruise gonna be a little rougher, man. And yo, he he's probably gonna get suspended for a year, and then he's gonna try to make the comeback. And folks is gonna be, you know, those groups and they're not right. in my city. Yeah, not you go not here. This domestic violence has got to stop. And he's gonna be another example of a guy who had it all, and hopefully he got his degree because he's getting ready to get a real job like the rest of us. Yeah, and he had just signed, uh, I think last year, uh, a four year extension 
worth eighty two point five million. Oh, goddamn! And, and I, um, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be, probably go away because I'm pretty sure there's usually some yeah, kind of like yeah, he has a clause but for one year he won't get fifteen point eight million. So the rest of the contract they they could swallow and and write him off. Yeah, he's not gonna get that yeah. bread. So money, for the cost of a room, but for about a four hundred dollar room that you got money for, that you got yes. money for. His, and his sock he had four hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah, you know well, that's tip. I'm gonna show her. You ain't gonna lock me out. I'm gonna show you. And I'm okay. And now you got the bad see. thing is the bad thing with all this. You fit more often than not. That's just the first one that he got caught or, or that yes. said something. Because usually, yes. that's not usually your first time you decide to go off. That's usually I've done this. I'm doing this, and this is the first woman to say, "You know what? You ain't doing this to me." Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, good. Get this guy to, off the streets. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he goes and says, man, I messed up my I messed up my career. That's fine. And, and that's a lot of money you're going to lose. But hopefully he can salvage his life. Because if he just thinks that, you know, man, you know, I was going to play in Europe and beat up women over here. Well, you're not solving anything. You're going to be the right. same creep in Europe or mm-hmm. uh, China, wherever else, doing the same thing. And your your life will just be, will be wasted. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Kevin Porter is not the only victim of domestic violence. New York Giants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they need to follow order protection against the Dallas Cowboys because uh, they got taken to the woodshed uh, oh, Sunday night football, the first weekend of the, of the NFL season. Uh, and they got the brakes beat off of that, um, you know. So yeah, you know, it, we, it, we we always you know what you say, Anthony. We always talk about pro players, right? Forty man roster, but you get beat forty to zip. What happened? Sometimes it just ain't your night, as we know as Steeler fans. Sometimes it just ain't your day. <laughs> Listen, we scored seven. I understand we scored seven, but they scored nothing. Yeah, 171 yards for the whole night. Now, from what I got, I, mean, I didn't I just saw the highlights and I understand judging by when I got up, there was I guess like a it was a rain game too, right? It was like a lot of horrible weather. It rained. It's one of those nights where it just it's just it was raining for both of them though. It rained for Dallas too, exactly. I mean <laughs> if you look at you know, if you look at the stats, when I did look at the boss score, it wasn't like that lit Dak lit him up. It was just one of those no. deals where the Giants just got their brakes beat off of them by the uh, the defense, just took them to the woodshed. So it's it's one of those deals where it's just just not your night. I mean, it happens okay. to everybody, I guess. Right. My, my question: Did your guys play them? You know, you know, like they usually do play teams to see how they work out. No, did actually, you, we haven't played. You know what was going to happen? That's what I want to know. If fans, y'all need to stay home. Y'all need to come out tonight. No, I don't know. It's just, 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 you know, it's just sports. I mean, I mean, I, you know, and and you know that game started just on a horrible note. The Giants are driving down the field, and they the drive stops, and the first thing you know, the the, the field goal field attempt goal. is blocked and run back in. Oh, that was the, okay. That's the very next play. So uh, Force fumble. You know, uh, Danny Dimes mm-hmm. panicked and threw the ball. Uh, Barkley. Barkley, it was almost a suicide catch right. because all he, <laughs> oh, I did see know, that, he, yeah, and and he got whacked as soon as he caught it. Ball bounces out, and they run that in. So they're down fourteen nothing before actually thirty because I think they missed the extra points. So they're down thirteen nothing before they even catch their breath, and then from that point on, it was a route. You know, Danny Dimes. You know, I I tell you what, you know, they get that fool ninety million dollars guaranteed. Ooh. Ooh. You know, sign him to an extension. I know that the Maras walked into this meeting this morning like Nino Brown with the Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost to Carter. That's how that's how it looked to me. I'm sure that's what happened this morning. So everybody all knows. My famous words from my cousin Mark: "Ain't nobody knows." <laughs> <laughs> Happened, oh, yeah. That's, that's, but the Steelers ain't thing. off the hook either. They got their asses. There, no, no, you no. Know? Steelers. I watched that game. I was from from they start to finish, and p- part of the problem, that, well, part of the problem is they're playing team that's some consider the best in the NFC, if not a top three team in the league. So that's one thing. The number one defense, 
also you you know if I'm a Steeler fan, I I don't like how Matt Canada runs the offense because the first here yeah, I'll break down first play of the game, you come out of shotgun, um, you're playing against the one team and who doesn't do well against the pass. They swallow up the run and do well against the pass. They they throw an eight yard pass, eight yards. Then he decides to get cute the next play with this little jet sweep. Well, those teams you can't run side to side. It doesn't work. So now you're behind there, and then you're behind the chains. And it reminds me of when the Steelers were really going defensively. They always had you couldn't run against them, but you could pass against them. Yeah. I remember watching two games. The Patriots did it to them one time, and the Raiders really did it to them the year they went to Super Bowl. They threw forty times in a row. It's like why are we going to run? We just pass against them. That's, that's the same thing with San Francisco. You can't run against them. So just pass. Just pass, pass. Spread them out and say, listen, we, the ball's going to come out quick because you try to run. Now it's second and nine, second and 11, and now you're behind the sticks. Just right. spread them out and pass it because running against them makes no sense. And I don't understand that philosophy. Well, I agree. I mean, you got the ass whooped. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> I mean, bye, bye. they're not alone. Chicago got their asses beat, you know, and the longest ri- uh, uh, running rivalry in the NFL against Cincinnati the Green Bay Packers. got smoked. Cincinnati got beat by, by uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the highest, score, highest paid quarterback in the quarterback. league. Now, I know he didn't play all preseason, blah, 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 but he's still the highest paid quarterback in the league. He looked – he had 82 yards passing. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and then KC – now, I can't blame this on 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 on, on Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that that Pat Mahomes six wasn't was doing Pat Mahomes things, but uh, you know you, you can't be losing to the Detroit. You know you defending the champions, so uh, well, Detroit's supposed to be I, on the come up. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, on the come up, not not there. On the come up, <laughs> but they, they, lost one, they lost by one, right? I they lost, no, I mean, but twenty, but yeah. they could have lost by more because keep oh, in mind, uh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess you know you can say they play the same way, say the the say the same way for KC because there was a lot of drop balls. But Detroit, you know, fumbled the ball inside the 20 oh, uh, and had some bad turnovers and, and and you know, but I'm just saying it, it it's it, the first weekend in the NFL is telling a different story than all of the preseason in the NFL. Oh my God. Yeah, hell yeah. If you're, if you're. <laughs> ugly. Yeah. But, but, but Anthony, you got the Jets tonight, you know, in yeah. Buffalo. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you better hope the uh, actually that game's here in New York, right? Yeah, so it's in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh Allen don't come. Maybe he stay up in Buffalo. It's supposed. It's supposed. To, it may rain tonight. So yeah, I don't that's know what's going to happen. Say, yeah. That's going to be the. Oh, see, that's, that's the thing I'm going to hate about this game. If it rains, because wind and rain affects it in such a crazy way. Unlike like snow is is bad, but not much as as wind and rain because. It totally alters, and especially you playing the on kicking game affects the passing yeah, and game, and that's what you on that turf. Game. That turf is it's not like grass where you can kind of feel your foot sink in. Turf, you think your foot sinks in and then just slides off. It's, it's a wholly different game. So I hope it doesn't rain, just because I want to see. Actually, I won't see any of the game. <laughs> I would like to see a good box <laughs> when I get up in the morning. And the, the problem being the AFC guy, I don't know who I want to lose more because both teams are you know AFC teams. So I was like. I don't know who we I know want Pittsburgh to be more. 0-1, so we'll see what happens. Um, USA Basketball oh. uh, took an L um, in the uh, World Championships this year, you know, two years, I guess, before the Olympics and the World Championships. Um, and apparently uh, Schroeder, uh, German, <laughs> German, <laughs> German basketball player, uh, is he still with the Lakers or no? No, no he's Toronto. Toronto. No, he's Toronto. Okay. So Schroeder uh, was looking like Michael Jordan out there against the uh, hapless USA basketball team. Um, so, thoughts? Um, uh, here's what I would say. I'm sorry to jump off. We lost, and we lost legitimately. But this is the world's best players. This is our third, maybe fourth best team. So, losing, yeah, you don't, you don't expect to lose to the USA. But if you, if you follow the NBA the last five years, the MVP is not American. He's been mm-hmm. Giannis Giannis, Joker Joker, Embiid. Although Embiid became an American citizen, but, you know, he's from Cameroon. So that, that gap is that, – that dream team gap is long gone. So us losing to these guys is bad. But that's that team, that country's best players playing on that one team they play together. These guys – is there an all-star on this team? Uh, did Brunson make the All Star team this year? 
No, he didn't make it this year. Uh-uh. Uh, he did? No, no, he did not. So oh, there's literally, I don't think there's literally one All Star on the team. Maybe Halliburton. Did he make the All Star team? Yes, no. he made it. And um, I think he, Anthony Edwards didn't Anthony Edwards make it too? Anthony Edwards made it. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. those two, just two, just so two. Two All Stars. This is really like a, you know, a third level, maybe fourth level team that we put out there versus what we'll send for the Olympics. When you when you get out there and you got the USA across your chest, you got to kick ass. I understand they could be, you know, these guys, come on, they're supposed to win that. But what it shows, it goes back to something Mark was saying about Dr. J's camp. With these European players, now they're taking spots from Americans. You know, so now instead of us having those five slots, with the way they kick it out ass, we might only have three slots now. You know, when you watch the way they spread the court, shoot the ball, just the fundamentals of those European players, if we don't send our top 15, they're going to keep kicking our ass. And remember, we ain't just lose to Germany. We also lost to Canada. That's R.J. Barrett and, and, and um, Dylan Brooks in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come Shea on, man. Everybody kicking and, our uh, ass and taking names. That's unacceptable. And you got to remember, all these guys are also NBA players. Yeah. You know, and as Dirk say, if you're not sitting in the top, you're sending a tier two, tier three players to play against guys who are top right now, and plus the top players from their country. So it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I think what the United States did uh, wrong, which I, I didn't like, they really had no blockers or rebounders. They had guys that can you know break out on the fast break, those type of players. But defensively, they didn't really have no defensive guys that could really lock down, you know, let me slow this particular player down. They had run and gun guys, run, kick out, run, dunk, dunk. Layups, but shooting wise, they didn't have um stuff with, no. with the guy um guy from the Laker Reeds. That was uh, uh, the only uh, shooter uh, they had. Yeah, What's the big yeah. guy from Memphis? The lefty. His father went to Georgetown. The center. He plays power oh. forward for Memphis. He was oh, on the team. Jaron Jackson. That was the only rim protector they had. You're not going to beat right. those guys. He was that's why, foul trouble. Yeah, right. and that's why Dennis Schroeder, as Ant said, like Jordan. You you can you damn near can stay in front of him in the NBA with all that herky jerky nonsense he do, and now you ain't got no rim protection. He going right at you, and every time he went at those players, they were retreating, and you can't retreat against a guy like Dennis. He's gonna kill you, and that's what he did, man. And another thing that that you, that USA is we talked about this previously, the the US game or the, the NBA game is a free flowing, not a lot of physical contact. But they don't play that way in Europe. Europe is a right. much more physical game. So when we yeah. remember mm-hmm. in all those days, like I could punk these European guys, and we was like, "How are you gonna punk a guy from a war torn country? What What are you gonna show a guy? What can you do to a guy who's literally his his house has been blown up, and he's you know he's got mortars sitting in his yard? Mm-hmm. So these guys in Europe, in the Europe, in the FIBA world, they play a much more physical game. Yes. European, I mean, we we play a lot more. We've taken that out. That eighties basketball is gone. It's yes. a lot more. It's in some regards, it's more enjoyable to watch a guy not be, you know, held and grabbed every time you turn a corner. But you would like to have some physicality. You know, I, I can, I'm tired of seeing every time somebody go to the basket, I'm going to check to see if it was a flagrant. I mean, that's getting annoying. But these kids are used to playing physical ball. Remember, Luca was 16, giving it to uh, MVP Westbrook when when uh, when it, when uh, OKC went over that year. 16 year old Luca, 15 year old Luca was giving it to the MVP Westbrook. When he was a little boy, so he's been playing. These guys have been playing pro ball for a long time, years, and yeah, they, they're, they're not smoking scared. a cotton of Marlboros in the, in the locker room after the game. <laughs> and they, they are go back scared. to that physicality, man. They got to go back to that punishment basketball. Stop uh, the sissy ball right. playing. And you touch me, and it's a foul. No, be a little physical. Then when you go to play against these countries and these and Olympics and and FIBA and all that stuff, you prepare because these guys are looking for fouls or like, yo, he grabbed me. And the ref got the whistle in the mouth, like, I ain't, you know, this is the way they play. You got to play through it. You got to play through it. And they it. don't play through it. They stop. They looking for the foul. Because that's the NBA. You get touched, I get, oh, I'm going to the foul line. Got to change up. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they need to talk. Uh, USA men's basketball needs to talk to Coco Goff about how you deal with Europeans. Uh, because she up, put it on up. that girl. She she put it on that young lady. Uh, Sabinka, Sabinka, mm-hmm. Slavinka, uh, whatever uh, her name Arena is. Arena Sabalinka. Sabalenka, yeah, Sabalenka got her ass whooped. Uh, and Coco, 
I, you know, I ain't never seen. I mean, it was like it looked like there was more than one cocoa on the court. <laughs> He's fast as hell. I was like, "Yo, is it, how many of them are there out there?" Because I mean, she she got to everything. I said, "There's got to be more than one Coco out there," you know. Like but uh, you know, like you said, Derek, clap it up for her. You know, uh, yeah, first time in yeah, forever yeah. that uh, an American has won, ironically, the U.S. Open, yeah. and uh, big things. Won a major period. A uh, major period. Yeah, that I wasn't mean, named uh, Serena, right? I've been watching this young girl play for the last thing, maybe three years or so. Yeah, she and she has come a long way yeah. from what she started to where she's at now, mm. and it's only the lights are only gonna get brighter for her. That's about it. She's that good, that talented. She's like a defensive player, defensive player, also playing offense. She's and aggressive. she's quick, she's fast, and you can see she loves the game. So she's gonna be a problem. That, that, that's all I know. She's gonna be a problem to anybody that comes up against her. Now, I don't know if you guys saw on um, ESPN, they had the video when she's like 10 years old and she's at the U.S. Open uh, dancing around in the stands, just having a good time. And then they flicked it over to her busting them hind pots. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this child and I'm like, she's a baby. With, you know, And she was talking about, and I, I copied it down. She says, you know, that, you know, what I do is not pressure. If I, you know, folks can't pay their rent, don't know where their next food coming for, cars being uh, repossessed, that's pressure. What I do yeah. here is love. And that's how she showed her, nothing but love, man. You know, she lost that <laughs> she saw, she lost that first set, and it was like her whole mindset and body changed. Like, wait a minute. I think I could take her if I do this and just went out and did it. Mm-hmm. I said, go ahead, little girl, man. So proud of her. And you see a family there. And then I didn't realize, you know, until you start doing history, because, you know, you just can't be good like that with regular parents. Mama done ran track. She was a yeah, star. Yeah. Daddy played ball at Georgia State. He's a star. So, you know, she's got some some bloodlines in her. You know, this just ain't happened. They just, you know, tennis just happened to be her thing. But in her blood, you know, she's got nothing but athletes. So, man, congratulations and continued success to you, Coco. T, you know, power to the people. We with you. We love you, girl. We gotta get we gotta yeah. get some t-shirts with your face on it. That's for sure. <laughs> once she figured out once she figured out because Sabalinka hits the ball a ton. I mean, she's she's a six foot woman who can just smoke the ball. And once she figured out that pace, like it was sort of like um you see in boxing, like once you get used to like, oh man, okay, that the hurt. Speed, but right, yeah. in the speed is like, okay, that hurt, but I'm still standing there. And once right. she kind of realized I'm still standing there, I can get some of these balls. It was driving Sabalinka crazy because Sabalinka wasn't used to having these balls come back because normally she smokes a ball and it's like, okay, you know, I can almost turn my back. Because you turn around, it's like, how's this ball getting back? <laughs> and it was crazy because she was like, it's like, it was like saying in tennis, like, it's like playing against a wall. It's like every time, no matter how hard I hit it, she's there. And then at this, in a tennis standpoint, you start anticipating that, man, she's going to track this down. So I got to go finer and finer to the lines. And that's when she started yeah. spraying the forehand and spraying the backhand right. because, like, I can't, you know, give. I can't give myself, you know, in a normal person, I can give myself within three feet of the of the line inside. Well, this girl Coco, I gotta hit the outside edge of the line because she's getting every damn thing back. So, yeah, that was that was impressive. It reminded me of when I was watching a young a young Michael Chan used to be like this. Like, how fast is this, this kid? I mean, it was like <laughs> everything down. You know, it was it was impressive to watch. It was impressive to watch the the fans behind her, NBA ball players out there. Yeah, I thought I saw Leon. Was was Leon out there? Leon, the actor. Who? He probably, probably was. So. He makes everything. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, just 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 it was just uh, as I said, it was. He should have been out there, but uh, as my brother said, supervisor didn't get the tickets. Man, you know, I spoke to him on Wednesday about getting us tickets so we can go. Watch the game, and we, you know, we can't afford that big bro. He just he just looked his head to the sky and said, "Papa was a rolling stone." <laughs> Them days is over, man. Them days is over. Yeah, nah, that's that's a big box, man. That's big box. Yeah, I mean, if you sitting in there, if you sitting there, um, you know, you balling. You yeah. definitely ball, and that's, you know, I mean, only way we was going is, is if we was ball boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only way you had a chance to see that <laughs> chasing them tennis balls down. But uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was it was truly amazing, man, to watch. And uh, and as you said, uh, power to the people. We're proud of, proud of you, Coco. Go off to your thing. Keep uh, on to the next. Um, you know, make it happen. Uh, I did see, uh, I, you know, uh, you know, been off. I had some time. I got a chance to see the Flash, Key. 
I know you told me to go see it. I, yes. I got a chance to see Flash. And uh, my review is this. It, it, you know, I always base movies on whether or not it's worth seeing at home or seeing in the theater. If it's worth seeing in the theater and paying for it, then to me it's all right. I think The Flash just made the cut for uh, paying for it to see it in the theater. I found it very enjoyable, even though the actor, Ezra Miller, has been in all kinds of trouble. Uh, I enjoyed his portrayal. I thought it was a fun movie to watch. It was it was entertaining, certainly uh, in terms of the DC universe of films. And I know my nephew, if he hears the podcast, will have a conniption. Um, but in the DC universe of films, I thought good. that I uh, it. it was enjoyable. And it was certainly, you know, like I said, the choices are very limited in terms of, of, of DC universe films. But uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Man of Steel, Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Flash, I think, are probably three good entries if you're if you're trying to see that. Even the first Shazam, I thought was was fun. Well, I like watch. both Shazams, but yeah, it was it was it you was. Know. Yeah, I enjoyed the Flash. I you know my youngest had a you know issues with it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get to see the Equalizer yet? I have not seen no, Equalizer yet, and, and I like I like these movies. They're silly, but I like them. Yeah, both of them I love. I got to see this one. You like I the cable. I went for cable. I, I haven't, haven't gone see him yet. You know, you said, what the? You're going to wait for cable. <laughs> wait for That's why I saw the other two. That's why I saw the other cable. two. He was going to get ready to go, actually go to the movies and see him. Nah, he said, nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. I saw no, the no. other two. We know he ain't going now. On cable at home. Yeah. I can wait. He, he Y'all ain't wait. get there yet, so I know I can wait. It was that good, you'd have been there. Been busy. We had things to do. Thank you, Anthony. You've been a little busy. I got to go to the bathroom. I can put it on pause, go to the bathroom and come back. I can't do that in the movies. Oh my gosh! Well, you're supposed to go to the bathroom before the movie starts, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, but sometimes yeah. that sprite run right through you. You know, you know. That's why. That, that's why you're not supposed to drink the whole soda before the movie starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 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 no. He ain't buying no soda. This, this is Derek. Yeah, this is Derek. Yeah, this is soda in a bottle. I'm a bottle. That's right. I don't play that. They're not getting a quarter out of me. Hey Dirk, I was watching one? um guys, I was watching last night, uh Uptown Saturday night. Um Oh, with, that's uh, a classic. That's a classic. And and I'm and it's bringing back memories because me and Dirk, we went when we were younger, we went uh down to the Dolphia Theater. And I remember us sneaking in the hero sandwiches and the sodas and the chips and stuff just to watch the movie. We ain't buy no popcorn or nothing they had there. We sitting in the row, I think maybe it was about five or six of us eating a hero sandwich, laughing at this movie. So big, back memories. So, big bro, so where you get so high for looting when I'm saying this, you acting like you know you brand new. Like you ain't never did this dance did with me before. Kid, though. You're doing it as a grown man. Homeowner. <laughs> he did this as a kid. <laughs> I mean, you really ain't got to put all my business in the streets. Okay? You know? But I, I will tell you this, though. I, I was dating uh, my, my last wife and uh, I remember we went to see... How many I never you had? Your only wife you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, call it what you want. But anyway, that's my last one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I gave her. I and we this, were breaking you news know, here. We wasn't married yet. So I give her like, I guess it was like $10, $15. And she goes to the concession stand and comes back with no change. And this is a quote. I look right at her. And I was, because, you know, I ain't used to doing this. But, you know, you're dating. You know, it's your fiance or whatever. I said, how does it look to get robbed without a gun in a man? You okay with that? I said, are you okay? You know, oh, but this is what it costs. I said, that's not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you. I said, how does it feel? I said, because I don't know about that. I said, the days of all I find, all I keep, I left that in public school. I said, that's not happening. How, how do you feel? And right then I knew she could do what she wanted to do when she get there. I, I got a pocket full when I'm going in there. I got my goodies, man. I'm not dealing with that no more. Oh my goodness. So yes, I'm still doing that. Big bro, come on over, man, to the good life. You've been there with me. Bring your hero sandwich in there. I'm bringing my if you come with me and bring a hero sandwich, I go, I go pay. No, no, no. They not gonna search us, we middle-aged men. No, no, I'm not breaking out. Is there a metal detector <laughs> that's going to detect out of my the, the at a movie theater? <laughs> no, it's not going to protect. Ain't going to, Dirk, it's not going to protect. It's going to detect the strawberry and cheese, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Y'all go in the movie theater like Hustle Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you, will y'all smell, will y'all smell <laughs> that hot pastrami? Hey, yo, man, can I get a piece? No, you ain't want to bring yours in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's better that than, 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 than I guess. I don't know. I mean, at least you out. I guess. I guess that's that, that's the upside. At least, you, at least you went out. That's cool. Uh, I still. I mean, I mean, I don't. What do I buy at the movie? I mean, the only thing I really like uh, is popcorn and a soda. I'm good. That's what I, I get. Think I, popcorn and soda. What that set you back? What that set you back? I don't like. I'm into twenty bucks. I'm not worried about the the cost. It's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Calm down. Oh my it's twenty dollars. A popcorn and a soda. Yeah, well, well big soda, I need to big ask you that question. How do you feel being robbed without a gun in the man? <laughs> You're paying for the entertainment value, just like you uh, like certain things entertainment-wise. I enjoy my movie. I have no problem paying that bill. I know it's a, it's a big nut. Well, not a big nut, but it's obviously a lot more than when I was a kid. But I just like I, I know you you like concerts, right? You kind of like go to, you I like love go concerts. to concerts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's the same. T- I, I I can't stand concerts, quite frankly. But I, it's the sort of same thing. I I know I'm going to pay this because something I, I enjoy. But yo, I go to a movie right now, and some little kid take my twenty dollars for for a soda and popcorn. Go get your supervisor. Bring your supervisor <laughs> right now. See, how I feel about a con- now. See, for me, concerts. I've been to so many. I have no. I can't even imagine paying to go see a concert. Yeah, I don't like them. I would. I can't. I, for me, I cannot imagine. Actually, going that. in my pocket, yeah, going see, to Ticketmaster, buying tickets to go see somebody. Yeah, Just like I, you, I wait till the concert comes on on, on HBO. <laughs> yeah. see, we all got I watch it on TV. That's I it. listen to the radio when there I get we home. Go. I listen to the radio to hear the version I want to hear. <laughs> somebody trying to make a three minute song, a seventeen minute song, aka Johnny Gill singing "My My My." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for half an hour. Yeah, and I ain't well, trying see, to see that. That's how Anthony messes up with going to um like amusement parks. When I go there, I, I'm depressed because I'm like, I'm used to just going ahead of everybody, but stand yeah. on the line, it's like Those depressing now. I haven't been back. I can't go. I, like, I, can't I, go. I can't, you know, I, I took the, the, the grands, but I, I, I was like, I can't stand on this line with you. I'll be waiting right here. Ooh, I, yeah, uh-uh, ooh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't mm. do that. You don't mess this go. up for life, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't go. Really I can't. Good. I love the music parts, <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm not going to another one. I just can't do it. I mean, you know, like ruin that experience. After that, yeah, it's tr- it's true. But you know what? The, what you hear is what I did though. I did pull the curtain back. Now you know there's not that many rides at Great Adventure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. The wizard. True. <laughs> you wrote them all in about an hour. Like, damn, That's it. That was it. done. You <laughs> was done. That's true. So. Oh, that's that's the other thing. Uh, before we go, um, I, a, a story we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jackson Heights, New York, for for our fellow New Yorkers. Oh yeah. Um, if you're horny, I'll tell you where to go. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. Because Jackson Heights has become the new Bangkok. And wow. I use both of those, you know, that one word. You, <laughs> y'all, y'all take it how you want to take it. Um, but it's the new red light district, apparently, in the city. And, and it's, it's open air. And it's and it's, 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 it's a horrible example of, of human trafficking. Yeah, man. Uh, apparently, because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's in an area where... Uh, Predominantly, uh, new migrants, new immigrants that live, and and I believe a lot of these women. I'm I'm sure. I won't say believe. I I'll bet dollars to donuts that the majority of these women are being exploited. Yeah. Uh, but that's what's going on, and I don't know. Uh, as we talk about the immigration crisis, that's something that should be on everybody's uh, yeah. mind and radar. It's not just the people trying to flee violence and poverty and and God knows what else. But when they get here, they're still dealing with exploitation That's ridiculous. at a high level, whether it's working in, in some uh, chicken plant in the Midwest or having to sell your body uh, to bum-ass New Yorkers in uh, Jackson Heights. It's a, it's a shame. And this, this is 2023. And, you know, you, you come here and you're looking for a better life, but you end up with a worse life because exactly. now you're in the now streets you selling your body. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. That's horrible. It's man. terrible. That's not that's yeah. not an American dream. That's not no, a dream. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare yeah. for a lot of these for these, a lot of these parents and these and 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 uh, women and their daughters and and yeah. you know uh, and their babies because you know uh, it's, it's if if the coyotes got his hooks in you you know yeah. it's just because you know your little child is is six or seven going to to you know wearing her daughter explorer backpack going to school don't mean that that person's not thinking that there's there's an exploitable 
commodity there. Uh, and as I said, it's, it's, it's the nature of human trafficking. I mean, I don't uh, want to leave us on a, on, a, on a horrible note, so I will refer to the right reverend Dr. Bishop Derek Powell to uh, <laughs> pray us on out of this one. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're, we're gathered here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, once again, to my family, man, I, I thank you guys for the support. Um, we all did out, you know, did what we had to do on Wednesday, you know, for Pops, man. And uh, we're going to leave on a Coco note. You know, I want to leave on Coco. I'm getting my, my T-shirt. I've been Googling it. I mean, so proud of you, young sister, man. Keep doing what you do, man. We support what you're doing, and we love you out here. Shout out to Coco Garb. Listen, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, make sure that you do. I know we've been off for two weeks, but you know what? There's so many episodes that you had a chance to catch up on, and I hope you did uh, in our absence. Uh, but we'll be back here. We'll be back here next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. If you have not subscribed, make sure you do. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Power to the People. A lot of people listen there. Uh, you can still find us I can't say Twitter anymore. It's X. You can find us on X uh, at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps on X for the time being. Uh, (laughs) You can find us all on Instagram. And as I said, you'll find us back here next week. We'll see you then. Peace. 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 Peace.